Hey, what's going on there, motivators? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Well, well, well. Today is the 17th of May, 2022. How the hell did that happen? Huh? Fourth, um, I guess we flew out to Disney on the 4th. Five days later, the 9th, came back, COVID cooties out for a week. I'm back better than ever, of course. I guess that's how it happens, huh? Simple as that. Mid-May, today was a glorious day, weather-wise. Fucking not a cloud in the sky. Oh, you hear that gas? Flatulence? Flatus? That was a B-flatus. B-flat. (laughs) <laughs> um, beautiful fucking evening. Look at this. I almost had to choose between uh, doing this podcast and opening up the windows. Let me crack these while I'm at this red light. God, beautiful 70 degree temps. Sun just setting down beyond the, the, the horizon. Beautiful trees, rich with foliage. Helped a bunch of people today, made them feel good. A couple new patients. I met a uh, <clears throat> friend is a young immunologist, and uh, we had quite a bit of conversation. Good conversation. I talked about a concept that I I'm going to share with you. That if you steal with, I'm going to fucking kill you. you. Steal this idea of mine. So I don't know if you knew this, but scientists, and especially those who, who uh, like if you're a chemist, you might have a little molecule, you have a little, you know, snap together, a plastic molecule uh, depicting the atomic level of organization, maybe H2O, you got two hydrogens and an oxygen, snap them together, little plastic pieces, different colors, indicating the bonds and the, the elements, <coughs> ass face. Go ahead and come into my lane. I'll fucking kill you. Um, so, if you're a microbiologist, you study this level of the very small. Maybe you'd have like a, a bacteria, a stuffed animal va- uh, bacteria. Let's say it's uh, E. coli which is in your poop, there's a lot of that in our gut. Or maybe your staphylococcus or streptococcus, they're like little little stuffed, little plush dolls, little stuffed animals, cute little faces they put on them, and they, they resemble the, the bacteria. So maybe you put them in your desk if you're a scientist. Well, I thought, since this person is a uh, an immunologist, clearly studying... Um, the science of the, how the immune system is going to respond to various critters, most recently the COVID cooties. How about we innovate and we create a kind of a, like adorable version of COVID-19? And we have the little fucking body of it and the spike proteins, make it like a little cute little fuzzball, plush fuzzball, and we call them covid Cooties, cuties, 
COVID cooties cuties. How cool would that be? Because you're making fun of something that's scary, that's hurt and even killed people. But listen, we like shit like that, right? We love to watch, um, we might pretend we don't, but we love guns and we love knives and we love horror movies and thrillers and we love roller coasters and stressful situations, driving fast. We love all these thrill-seeking, we we love to subscribe to this thrill-seeking behaviors, so what the fuck, you know? Why not make fun of the COVID cooties, call them COVID cooties cuties, and people can buy these online. I guarantee you that I could get one of these things produced and make it cute and make it uh, you know, unmistakably COVID, and it'd be something to uh, like a little character you put on your desk. Maybe even make the suck, make the, um, the spike protein suction cups. <clears throat> or have one suction cup and the rest of them kind of flop around. You can go, COVID cooties cuties. Buy them today on Amazon. You fucking fly off the shelves. Have them produced for pennies on the dollar and charge fucking 12, 15 bucks for them. $25. Fuck it. I just came home from Disney. They sell all kinds of shit. They'll sell a t-shirt for fucking $40, for Christ's sake. <clears throat> Why not sell COVID cooties, cuties? So if you steal it or you're fucking dead. Um, people have been asking me about my COVID experience, and I'm here to tell you that, thankfully, it was a mild experience. And, uh, you know, I definitely slept in a few days. I definitely had some loogies and... Uh, no shortness of breath. Fortunately, I went out there and manicured the lawn and did all kinds of wood carving. And I just stayed busy. I'd rather be busy than sitting around fucking on the couch with a thermometer in my head. Fuck that. Okay? <clears throat> Sick, it's time to get better, motherfucker. That's the attitude we should have. If I'm sick... I want to get fucking better. I ain't got time to be dicking around. Yes, you got to heal. But I healed up in a jiffy. Thankfully, my wife and daughter did as well. Son did not contract it. Didn't pass it to anybody else. Wore masks. Wore safe. Fulfilled the mission to get my daughter down to Disney. And everything is hunky-dory. You understand what I'm saying? Enough about that. It's over. Moving forward now. I had a patient come in this morning, first of the day. He brings in a machete, a, uh, a Marine Corps um, model of a, um, a machete from World War II. I mean, this fucker was heavy. The blade was probably... Oof. I don't know. Not, not quite a half inch, but you use something practical. <clears throat> blade was about as thick as your pinky, if you look at your pinky. I guess that's about a half inch, yeah. Blade is about as thick as a pinky. 
really thick. So machetes are designed like that. They, they're yes, they have a nice sharp edge on them, but really it's the weight and the size of the blade that comes crashing down to slash through bamboo or razor grass or a human's limbs or something like that. So this guy brought it in. He thought of me. He said it was passed down from his grandfather or somebody, and he sell it to me, give me a hundred bucks for it, <clears throat> maybe I'll give him 75, but I like it, I do like it, I, do, I am a connoisseur of edged weapons, I can't imagine I'll do anything with it, just look at it and hold it, it says USMC, then it's for me, and so that was kind of interesting, I, didn't, I learned about the guy, He's a, he, he likes, um, <coughs> he likes to collect things, bottles, glass bottles in particular. Telling me about all the things he's trying to lighten his load in there in the house, trying to get rid of some things. I thought that was interesting. Collector of sorts, you know. So I'll buy that machete off of him. Let's see. Cobra Cooties Cuties. Plush doll. Fucking. <clears throat> Story about the machete. Talking to my immunologist friend. Another guy, he's a mechanic, he's brand new. We hit it off really well. Nice guy. He works for a particular car dealership fixing, let's say it's Oldsmobile. But he doesn't drive an Oldsmobile, nobody works there, drives an Oldsmobile. We're talking about internal combustion engines, talking about mud hopping in the Pine Barrens, talking about electric vehicles, you know, I'm very big on those. <clears throat> I had another friend come in said that she, her phone kept going off, said, what's that, the, you know, your buddy, oh yeah, I've got my four friends, and they are all um, going back and forth about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, yes, it's still going on, you know me, man, I'm like a neutral party, I don't want to hurt anybody, I don't want to, I don't want to know that he was abusing her in any way, I don't want to feel like she abused him, now she's refuting, um, that she shit on his bed, said it was a dog, denying she hit him, or said that, you know, she lived through him, basically slandering him again, or, or you know, accusing him again of having laid hands on her, and she was, is on record, you know, voice recordings of threatening him, and she bought him a fucking big knife, bought him like a... Bowie knife or something like that. Why the hell you'd buy somebody who's abusing you a, a big fucking knife? No idea. Listen, I bet here's what happened. This is what I bet. First of all, Johnny Depp, I know maybe this is besides the point. You're a fucking idiot. <clears throat> maybe you can't have a normal relationship because you're Johnny Depp. You're just too damn handsome and successful and rich. I mean, you have an island. You have your own character that you you know, or unmistakably, you know, basically you talk like him, they pattern the character after you, the likelihood of you finding a normal human being to have a relationship with, maybe it's just impossible, I'd like to think you've tried, but here you get this hot piece of ass, you know, half your age, almost half your age, and she's crazy, she sounds like she's a fucking mess, Right? She sounds like she was jealous 
of everything from your fame to your previous relationships to the relationship you have with your kids and <clears throat> it was a toxic relationship. These things exist in you know in far lesser men than Johnny Depp. So that you've had a toxic relationship or a few you're an idiot. If you had a really good relationship with your previous wife and you have three children with her, then why the fuck are you going to get this hot piece of ass? Why don't you just fucking, I don't know, bro, get a girlfriend maybe? Get a fucking, go on Pornhub, beat your meat? I don't fucking know. Why? Because you got this gigantic ego. You got to fucking marry. She said, describes him saying, I want you to be, yeah, I want you to be my girl. Listen, motherfucker, be my girl. You're like a fucking almost 60-year-old man. I want you to be my one, my girl, my one and only, I'm Johnny Depp. Just be a fucking human being, bro, all right? Just try to be normal. <clears throat> so I think he's probably a terrible drunk and druggy and he's got fame to his head and she's hungry and a, a gold digger and they're both toxic and they probably beat each other up. I don't know, but my friend, she said all her buddies are talking about the Johnny Depp thing and one said that Johnny Depp showed up at her house that she would, you know, wouldn't care if her husband's in the other room. She's going to sleep with Johnny Depp. I'm like, oh my God, really? What is that? What makes people, I mean, even you're, even you're joking, what makes people yearn for that sort of thing? What makes that a reasonable th way to think? Like, this is my get out of, uh, what do they call that, my exception or my, if I, oh, if Brooke Burke ever came to my house and wanted to sleep with me, I, uh, I my wife would let me sleep with her because it's Brooke Burke. Johnny Depp ever came then to my house, then, you know, I gotta, he's my, my exception to the rule, where I don't cheat on you, but it's Johnny Depp, you know, it's David Hasselhoff, Jesus Christ, what are you guys, fucking animals, like, I have a libido, <clears throat> you guys fucking animals, what is it about somebody that you've just seen on the screen, like, you're in love with this image this heroic image of this swashbuckling guy who sweeps the ladies off their feet. And like he plays the same character. I'm sure he's like that in real life. He sounds like he is. And, you know, if he's not, then shit on my head. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not annoyed. I, I guess I'm a little bit annoyed that people are still talking about this when we've got, like, people's houses getting blown up in Ukraine and, um, and the economy taking a dump and like real problems out there and we're watching we would rather watch we, we have more interest in these celebrities saying horrible things about each other um, but as I've said before our heroes can't live up to our expectations of them right they just can't so need to chill the fuck out a little bit, but it's amusing, so I sent my friend here some memes, three memes, one was Amber and, uh, and uh, Johnny, and it said, um, 
Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, or Willy Wonka as Depp in the Chocolate Factory as Amber, and the other one was a cartoon that somebody drew of Captain Jack Sparrow entering a room and Amber Heard taking a shit, squatting on the bed. And the third was um, Amber Heard crying with this terrible frown and having Beaker next to it, and it looks exactly like like her. It's terrible things to say about people, you know what I mean? To, I mean, they are human beings after all, right? Who knows what kind of shape their lives are going to be in after this uh, ridiculous trial. <clears throat> so I sent those memes, and they're going to have a good laugh at it. And my friend said, you know what, you're my friend. You're not my friend if you can't be inappropriate. And I, I, I applaud that, right? You know, we all have such decorum, we all have such societal standards that we that we ascribe to that we try to maintain you know this uh, appearance of we're all um, you know above whatever behavior or whatever but we're all human beings too we are beasts and at least in jest there's no harm in um, among friends sharing some Johnny Depp never heard memes. Um, I'm going to end with this, okay? I have a friend who is trying to make some changes. I have a bunch of friends like that. Um, Usually the changes that we want, the transformations that we want to make are physical, right? We want to make a... People want to get in better shape. They want to to become healthier. They want to become faster, stronger, more flexible. Um... A word about change that is we're all subject to. Change does not come easy. I guess we all know that. We've experienced that on some level. Uh, the question is, can we change and transform our physical body? Um, and the answer is yes. What I've found is yes. But the diligence that is required is extraordinary. The will that is required to do it is extraordinary. Um, at midlife, can we get at the be- in the best shape of our life? Absolutely. Can we rid ourselves of any chronic diseases and you know drop fifty pounds and keep it off and change our diet and um, glean a more complete peace of mind and sleep better and have better relationships. Hell yeah, we can. But so why do few people attain these things? Because the discipline required, the adjustments required in the term of, you know, changing lifestyles and changing habits and just as I often talk about that that just rip current. You ever try to, you know, you see a, a depiction of like rip current. They say, <clears throat> how do you get away from it? Right. You don't try to swim directly against a rip current. You're supposed to swim perpendicular to it. If you understand the anatomy of a rip current, there's, n- there's no way if it comes between you and your swimming power and the ocean. The ocean's going to win every time, Right. So we need to understand the problem and swim perpendicular to it. 
to escape. Same thing with any of these challenges in our lives. You know, we need to find, we need to be smart about our strategies to, to solve problems. We need to find the information. We need to think outside the box. We need to, to have the discipline and have the people around us be on board to keep us accountable in order to change. And we can, you know, whether it's something small or large, right? Um, whether we're talking about changing some physical attribute, like we, uh, um, <clears throat> like we want to lose weight. Okay, well, there's that. You know, how about if you want to, you know, your muscles are all tight and you want to become more flexible. I run to that all the time. Okay, it's a big one inherent to being a chiropractor. The adjustments that I can render are very powerful, right? Can take the pressure off, can restore mobility, but the glue, the glue that will hold those changes in place can only be, be had by just extraordinary diligence. You know, we want to be in better shape. We need to hit the gym consistently, rest properly, eat right. We want to, you know, loosen up our, our muscles, change our posture, things like that. We need to really be diligent. We need to be, like, fucking maniacal about making changes. We need to change, you know, we want to have a better mindset. Well, we need to work fucking hard at that, man. Like, we need to meditate. We need to get to bed early. We need to, you know, strive to change our relationships, hold our tongue when we feel like fucking screaming at somebody. I don't have all this squared away. I think that that's maybe, whilst, while this, these recommendations might be best received, I don't have all this squared away. I'll freely admit there are things that I, I would like to change about myself or various aspects of my life that they're just too damned hard. Sometimes they seem like they're insurmountable, but... This is my mindset, you know, I, I believe that if I want something bad enough, usually it's by necessity, right? Something gets bad enough, now, now we need to change it. <clears throat> I used to have this, um, early in the DDIP days, I used to have this, uh, this slogan I picked off, I pirated from somebody else. Change before you have to. Right? Think about that. We all kind of need to do that. We all have something we need to change before. Now it becomes a must. Now we have to. Now we can't change it. This is like, uh, you know, I talked, I think I talked about the little encounter I had with my son about Disney he was complaining about all the scooters and people would pull up to a line for a ride and then they'd stand up off the scooter and walk like it was no problem. And I said, I explained to him, listen, man, you're 15 years old. When you're 65 years old and you're down in Disney with your grandkids, you know, we just walked 12 miles today in 95 degree heat. Um, you imagine being um, four four times your age right now 
imagine being a grandparent and lugging all those fucking arthritic bones and extra weight around Disney. It'll kill your ass. So, um, it makes me, I thought about that when I had the conversation with Sam, that, uh, I want to be the type of person that is still going, you know, that's still doing extraordinary things, not, not, um, thumbing my nose at safety, but just having the ability, you know, being, staying in shape enough and sharp enough and, um, limber enough physically and mentally in order to, um, to adapt because, you know, homeostasis is about our, our body and our mind's ability to adapt to our environment across time. And a lot of times when we get older, we lose our ability to adapt. So then we need to challenge ourselves along the way so that we can constantly test our flexibility in various areas so that we can adjust on target when we when we falter, if we, if we see, you know, a hazard sign, we need to heed it, we need to strengthen for it. Uh, nine o'clock at night, motherfuckers. All right. I'll be in touch tomorrow. Have a good night. Huh!